Welcome to the Stories to Love podcast, the podcast where I fangirl over creators and find out all about their inspiration in hopes to boost our own inspiration. I am your host, Tiff Marcello, an inspiration seeker and your resident fangirl. Hi, this is Tiff, and this is the Stories to Love podcast, and here with me today is Denise Williams. Denise Williams wrote her first book in the second grade, I Hate You, and its sequel, I Still Hate You, featured a tough, funny heroine, a quirky hero, witty banter, and a dragon. Minus the dragons, these are still the books she likes to write. After penning those early works, she finished second grade and eventually earned a PhD. After growing up a military brat around the world and across the country, Denise now lives in Iowa with her husband, son, and two ornery shih tzus who think they own the house. I'm so excited to have Denise on the podcast today as part of the April 5 release day blitz. I have a book released today called Know You by Heart, which is a contemporary romance. And Denise is one of my author friends who released a book at the same time. Her new release is called The Love Connection. In this episode, we talk about her airport stories, her interesting publication schedule this year, and how she appreciated her commute to and from work. I appreciate all you who have subscribed. If you haven't, please do and leave a rating when you can. If you'd like to support this podcast, please grab one of my books for you and a friend on my website at tiffmarcello.com. And here we go to my in conversation with Denise Williams. Hi, everyone. It's Tiff of the Stories to Love podcast, and here with me is Denise Williams. Hi, Denise. Hi, Tiff. Thanks for having me. Oh, my gosh. So the Love Connection is coming out today. We're taping this a week before, but today is Denise's release day as well. So I'm so pleased and delighted that you're able to join us um, for this podcast podcast blitz. It's such a tongue twister. But so today, The Love Connection is coming out, which is an audio release. Can you tell us more about it, please? Yeah. So uh, this is the first in a series of three stories about people finding love in and around the airport, which is one of my very favorite places to be. And this one is about an airport dog groomer, which I honestly don't think is a real job, but I thought it should be a real job. So I it made it should up. be. <laughs> right? Like, Dogs need grooming at airports, probably. And so an airport dog groomer who has a crush on a frequent flyer. And if you remember that old like Diet Coke commercial from the 90s where the, the people are, are having their Diet Coke break, and it's when they just watch this shirtless construction worker drink his Diet Coke. <laughs> I remember this. Which I reference it in the book. And in retrospect, I'm like, that's super problematic. But, you know, it was on TV in the 90s. <laughs> That's what we did. And so she has a crush on this frequent flyer and a runaway dog brings them together. And it turns out he is a romance author in need of a muse and she ends up being his muse. So they um, get to know each other and kind of fake date inside the airport. And it was so much fun coming up with like airport dates that you could do during a layover. And then of course they fall in love. And really the bigger story is about how we take risks and how we decide um, when it's worth it to take a risk on love and ourselves. I love it. So 
I love airports too. So I love airports because I feel like I am such I'm, I'm, I'm a minuscule part of a of an entire ecosystem when I'm in an airport. So I can literally sit in an airport and just people watch. And there was a time in my life where I traveled a lot. So I, I spent a lot of time in airports and it was a real place of inspiration for me when I used to journal and wasn't really writing for publication yet, right? I would just have my journal and write it down. So do you have that same kind of feeling for airports? Do you love to people watch? I do. I love to people watch. And I uh, I grew up in the military. And so mm-hmm. my brother and I were born in, in Tokyo. And then we were stationed in London and in California. And so flying all, for a long time, we had to fly if we were going to see any family. And so airports have just been part of my life. I think I took my first flight when I was like six weeks old or something versus international flight. And so I've just always loved being in airports. And people watching. And I always have also had this idea that I'm going to run into an ex in an airport. (laughs) It's never happened. I've run into lots of people that I know, but never an ex. But I've always had this idea that that's going to happen. And so I've always had my, like, and I'm married now. I'm not like trying to find an ex to fall in love or anything. Uh, But I've just always had that idea that that would happen. And so as I was thinking about like, this book, that's where my head went first, actually, like running into an old flame. And that's not what this book is about. But yeah, I just love that idea of people watching of the different like stories coalescing in one place and how you're with thousands of people and you might, you know, meet this person who you could have so much in common with or nothing in common with or bond over an, a shared outlet or, you know, these different spaces. And we have our shoes off together and we're Yeah. You know, kind of in this weird place of transit. And I just think airports are such a magical place. And I hadn't been in one in two years when I wrote this last summer. And so it was when that that dip in COVID cases kind of happened last year and flights were cheap. So I bought a first class ticket and planned a little three or four stop staycation for myself and spent a lot of time in airports just writing and kind of soaking in the atmosphere and and flying and again, not being with my kid, which was sort of amazing for a couple of days at the end of 2020 to kind of get the inspiration. Yeah. And this, so this is the first of three stories. How long is the audiobook? Just so I can keep, is it two hours? Okay. We're right. Hours? We're taping this a week before release. Yeah. I haven't heard the audiobook yet. And so I'm, I love the narrators. They're two yeah. of my very favorite okay. narrators, January Lavoie and um, Shane East. Yep. And so Shane I'm just like East. eagerly waiting, but like, ah, because it's a British hero. And yeah. so I think it's about three hours. Okay. It's about 30,000-ish words. Okay. That was my um, next book. question, how many words it was. And and when you pitched this, did you originally pitch it as three stories or was it one big story and then you decided to just break it up? Or how did that how did that evolve? Neither. Actually, I don't know if I'm supposed to share this story or not. <laughs> no one has said it that I can't. So I was approached to write something that had kind of a a lower heat, maybe small town feel. I've never once in my life lived in a small town, at least what I would consider a small town. And so I just thought about like other types of communities. I thought about the airport. And so we came up with this idea for this first book and pitched it. And then they really liked the idea. And it's my publisher, Berkeley. And they said, do you want to write three of them? Yeah. And that's what we'd like. And I was like, sure. I don't know what those other two are going to (laughs) be. And so we pitched it on just this one book. And then the next two books, I kind of came up with along the way, but I actually really just love all three of them so much, even though they're kind of different stories. Mm -hmm. And the the second one is two academics. Okay. 
who run into each other. They share kind of a faded New Year's Eve kiss while they're stranded in the airport and then learn later that they're academic rivals and have to travel together. Oh my goodness. And then the third one is two best friends who actually work in the airport and they have kind of a mystery to solve yeah. before one of them leaves the country. Wow, it's like, a, so that's, it's like real different flavors for each each of the books. I love that. Yeah, they really are. The tie is it's the same airport. So some of the support staff are the same and some of the the people who work in the airport are the same. But otherwise, the stories are very, very different, like different ages, different kind of life circumstances for the characters. I love it. Well, you know, I have airport stories, too. So the first one was Christmas. It's part of the anthologies that I've been I've belonged to. But it's about USOs. You said that you were a military yeah, a child. I'm a military spouse, and I was also a vet. But the first one is a Christmas at the USO, and then the second one was a wedding at the USO. Because did you know that in the in Las Vegas you can get married at the airport? So yeah, and that have, totally checks out. It totally checks. <laughs> out. So they married in front of the USO, and so with the next one it'll be another USO at, at another airport. It's just there's something about that time frame that is so exciting, right? To write within the short amount of time in which you know somebody's got to get on a plane or or come off of a plane or whatnot. Do you have a, a specific airport story at all? I actually, not a romance, which is interesting, but I've, I've, I've like made up these romances in my head from different interactions. <laughs> but I do remember once I was about to get on a plane uh, coming back from graduate school in Georgia and uh, to Nebraska and this woman said, excuse me, is your name Denise? And didn't you go to Iowa State University? We lived on the same floor freshman year. And I was like, oh my gosh, what a coincidence. I didn't remember her. But I was like, oh, that's great. So we chatted for a minute. And then I was like, okay, well, got to go catch my flight. That was a nice interaction. Turns out we're on the same flight. Oh my gosh. And so we chatted again for a minute. And I'm like, I really don't remember you or anybody <laughs> that you're talking about. Because I was just kind of anti- yeah. antisocial back then. And so I was like, okay, well, got to get on my flight. So we're sitting next to each other, like right next to each other for the entire three-hour flight. Wow. And I just thought like, wow, that would be a great meet cute if I remember this. I mean, I think that's kind of neat, you know? I think think it's kind of fun. Like I've had that interaction where I've run into people just – you know, that randomly from my life, like in airports. And again, that just kind of cross-wires is so – yeah. I don't know. So lovely. I love to write about that. But I love the idea of the USO connection. Like I grew up in the military, but my I have a PhD. My research mm-hmm. is on student veterans and yeah. like their experiences in colleges. And so, yeah, like at some point, I'd love to kind of merge those stories and that knowledge base. Yeah. Well, my my airport story happened with another cadet. So I was I went to airborne school and I was coming from airborne school and on our, on our first flight into Atlanta airport, it, it's from this small, we came from Fort Benning. So it's like a small, like tiny, uh-huh. tiny plane into Atlanta. I noticed that this guy was, had a random golf club with him. I'm like, what is, <laughs> why did you bring a golf club to airborne school? We're jumping out of planes, you know, it just was so odd. And then we got to Atlanta and we both missed our flights and I only knew it was him because he was carrying a golf club around, right? <laughs> and then, like, we saw each other from – we came back from our gates, which told us back then that, oh, wait a minute, um, you know, your plane left, right? Yeah. <laughs> so we saw each other, and he pointed at me, and I pointed at him. We spent the night together 
um, until five o'clock the next morning. So we literally just watched each other's backs. You know what I mean? Like, okay, you sleep yeah. first. And so we had like our big green duffel bags and we kind of put them up against one another. We kind of, he hugged his, he hugged his, his golf club <laughs> and we slept on the floor at Atlanta airport. And we, I didn't have money cause I was a college student. And so he had to buy me food and we ended up being pen pals. But it's one of these things where like, you just, we ended up just being friends, but it's that whole thing of like, okay, we're in this together. (laughs) There is a moment in this book where they're counting how many times a flight has been moved back and forth. (laughs) And I got stranded once and there were probably 20 of us that just hit getting moved from this gate to this gate, back to this gate, over here, back to this gate. like, I know you. And it was these two flights, that little flights. And so it was almost like a competition, but we had this whole community. Like (laughs) there was a game of it. I was like, we're just besties now. (laughs) Well, I think there's a joy in it. You know what I mean? Of of this camaraderie, right? Like, okay, we're good. I see you. Yeah. I mean, I, I don't know if I, about you. When I'm at the airport, I'm always looking for where my baggage claim is because I never really listen to where baggage claim. And I just look for my yeah. friend. Like, where is my seatmate? Which baggage claim <laughs> number? Anyway. Okay. So uh, we could probably talk about airport stories for forever. But the plan for this. So you have your ebook. The audio came out today. And then you have an ebook coming out after that, right? Yeah, so um, all three of the audiobooks are coming out beginning of April today, beginning of May, beginning of June, and then the ebooks are all about six weeks after the audio release. Okay. And then they're going to come out um, as one joined paperback next spring. Oh, I love that. And so I'm just like fully in book release mode, and I don't know if that's promotion or just rolling with it, probably a little bit of both, but it pretty much like full it, spring. It's yeah. going to be like, yeah, oh my gosh, right? Because you'll have like six different releases. And then another one and in September. One. My next novel comes out in September. Oh so. my, just in time. Yeah, just amazing. hanging out in book release world. I mean, you've had all your releases in the pandemic. Yes. Right. How to fail at flirting came out October 2020. I mean, if if that isn't in the midst of it, I mean, <laughs> yeah. So I did a TikTok video actually that was that audio of "Is this your first time?" No, not my first time because all, all my books have been out in the pandemic. Yeah. Which I don't know. I guess maybe is maybe is better than having gotten used to how it was and having to shift. Yeah. Because I've always done virtual events. Like I've always. Yeah you know, had to think about those different things. I actually was able to go to my first book festival this past weekend with this many books out, just our local book festival. And so I don't know, it's been different, but I think in in some ways, I guess it's probably good that that's all I've ever known. And all my friends were 2022 debut, 2020 debuts too. And so I got to see them do it before I did it since my book came out so late in the year. Yeah. But it'll be interesting to kind of come out of this whenever we come out of this and do maybe more and yeah, you'll normal be a- things if we go back to normal. Yeah, I d- definitely think that like the the virtual aspect really just opened it all up. You know what I mean? So I could I could, as a fangirl myself that I could attend to see my favorite authors and not have to hope that they come to my you know to our place in Kentucky, which no one ever goes. Yeah, I'm in Iowa. Place. Like it's not the center of the yeah. publishing world, and yeah. so. Like, I think that's opened up actually a lot of opportunities in terms of equity and 
and access. And, and in that way, that's that's been kind of cool. And people for a while were really reading. Yeah. And now I think people are having a hard time reading, but <laughs> I have to swing back. <laughs> yeah, absolutely. Now, what is, do you have any plans? So today is April 5th. So do you have any p- plans within the next week that you wanted to make an announcement for? Are you doing any other events or is there anything big coming up? Another book festival or... Anything else? Nothing in the next week or so. I will be out in LA at the end of the month for the LA Book Festival, which I'm really excited about. I grew up for a little while in Southern California, so it's a little bit like going home. And so that will be at the the last, the 24th and 25th of of April out in LA. And so um, getting to do a panel and and see a bunch of authors. And yeah, I'm really excited about that. So that should be fun. How fun. Uh, But other than that, I I, I work at a university and it's the end of the semester. And so I'm kind of living like in 30 minute increments and I can see about 30 minutes into the future if I don't consult my Outlook calendar (laughs) at the end of the year. But a lot of uh, what I'll be doing is kind of low key virtual things, except for the trip out to LA. Yeah. So do you have any book recommendations for us real quick? Yeah. So in the audio world, since that's where I am right now, I just finished Rebecca Weatherspoon's new one, A Walk in the Park. I just finished that. It's so soft and lovely. There's like almost no conflict. So it's very like gentle to read, but it was a lot of fun about two people, two strangers who end up raising a shelter dog together. And Under One Roof by Allie Hazelwood was her her first audio release because hers are about two months ahead of mine. And then I just finished Perks of Loving a Wallflower, which is Erica Ridley's uh-huh. latest. And I just started Seatmate by Cara Bestone, which is such a fun, like, yeah. produced audio. But it's almost like a mix of an audiobook and an old school, like, radio show. Yeah. Like, you're just hearing the script. And so those, I've listened to all of those on audiobook. And they're just great narrators and a lot of fun. I commute. I spend about an hour and a half in the car every day. So I do a lot of audiobooks. Yeah. Well, I'm listening to Cara Bestone's book as well. And I am just enjoying it and just really absorbing the different way it's written, you know, yeah, and, yeah. and just like really getting into dialogue. And because Cara Bastone is just so amazing at dialogue. I mean, she just, she, it's just a clip. And Rebecca Weatherspoon, I finished that one too. And it is the perfect dog parent book. I mean, the things that they, the things that they worry about. I am that to- I am that dog parent. Exactly. Yeah. It's just it's I love it. I loved it so much. So I always ask all my guests, how do you keep your well refilled? I, you're in the car an hour and a half every day. You have a day job. You work in a fast paced. I mean, you're seeing people all day long. Right. So how do yeah. you keep your well refilled to continue writing and to continue on this pace and on this journey? Um. Actually being in the, I actually kind of love my time in the car, not all the time and not with gas prices currently, but that I can kind of leave my job, which is sometimes pretty, pretty stressful and where there's a lot going on and I'm going home to where I have my family and my five-year-old and and life. And so there's almost just like this slow hour and a half, you know, 45 minutes at a time where I can just kind of breathe. I can listen to my book. I can decompress. And a lot of times that's where I'll get like creative ideas. There is a scene actually in my last novel that I wrote on a strip of I-35 and I narrated it into my phone because the scene just kind of came to me. And so every time I drive that strip and I do it twice a day, I always think of that scene, which is one of my favorites in the book. And um, so I, that for me is a big part of it. Like that kind of that decompression, um, I read a lot. And for me, even though writing is a job, like there are deadlines and 
sometimes payment and things like that. But for me, that's still in some ways an escape from everything else that's going on, especially when work gets very heavy. I work in, in equity. I work sometimes with students in crisis and so some heavy things. And so like diving into romance for me still very much fills my, but I have a five-year-old at home, so he's always got something fun going on. And it's kind of fun to just escape whatever I'm doing and dive into whatever world he has created because it will have nothing to do with reality, guaranteed. <laughs> and those for me, I think are a few ways I've, I've kept my cup filled, but I think it's hard. You know, it's, mm-hmm. there's just so much going on at a certain point. You're, you're pouring from something that's empty. So yeah. it's just kind of figuring out, you know, what can I do right now to get to the next 30 minutes and the next 30 minutes yeah. and the next book. And it's like just pulling out whatever tools you have, right? It's like, does yeah. this tool work today? No, it doesn't. It's rusted. Let me try this <laughs> other tool. Oh my gosh. Well, thank you so much, Denise, for joining me here at the Story Slip podcast. I'm really so appreciative that you um, decided to join in and happy release day and happy release season for you. Thanks. And happy release to you. you. Like, thanks so much for pulling everybody together. And I hope you're getting to celebrate your release today. It it makes it it so much better um, when there are other people to celebrate with. So, but thanks everyone for joining us here and we'll see you again. Bye. Bye. Thank you so much for joining me, Tiff Marcello at the Stories to Love podcast. You can follow me through my newsletter at tiffmarcello.com an Instagram and Facebook page under Tiff Marcello and the Stories to Love podcast. You can support this podcast by leaving a rating, spreading the word, and picking up one of my books for you and a friend on my website at tiffmarcello.com. I'll see you again.